Welcome back to the It's Just Sport podcast, A League of Her Own. Dive further into our interview with Kira McGean. We we're just getting into the details of what it's like to be a young girl participating in sport in Ireland. Now you were speaking about body image with Ellen Yip and Annalise. And it's just, I think it's really good to hear you guys speak about it. And especially coming from different sports, different backgrounds and that. That's, you're just, you're just, when you're talking about, um, you know, what you wear racing and what you wear training now. But what has it been like for you over your career in that? And I, I know you kind of mentioned, say, transitioning from wearing different gear. Um, and have you noticed it around you for other girls? in athletics and I mean in camogie as well yeah like I definitely it's funny sometimes like I'll be watching um younger athletes training or competing or like youngsters that whenever I'm home and I get to go actually some matches and see the young camogues and like I see myself in a lot of them you know we all probably like go naturally through a progression in life where at certain points in our life we're a little bit more self-conscious and and then you get to a stage where you're like, you know what, I'm just happy with who I am. And, and your body confidence goes up and down and fluctuates. And it's a journey that we're all on. And no matter the, the world around you, I think you're always going to be on that yourself. Um, and like, I feel like I'm relatively body confident now, but I still have like my flaws and my pickups that I feel like I have. And, and I think it's important that for me, I discuss them like really openly with my teammates um, like it was so nice to have Yip on because myself and Yip talk so openly about how we feel about our bodies like and it's funny different sports are different as well like I grew up playing camogie so I was always used to a baggy jersey um, the tight fitting jerseys weren't really a thing back then like whenever I look back we were in baggy cotton jerseys I think they were the same jerseys for every age group in the club nearly <laughs> um, so, and I often wondered like you know we were playing under 14 camogie and I was like who is this jersey fitting? Like I was drowned in it, but I was a little small girl. And then I had girls on the team who've probably filled the jerseys more. And I wasn't as aware of that. So I wouldn't have been aware that maybe those young girls are self-conscious because look, the jersey's really baggy on Kira, but it's really tight on me. Like, and they were different stages. Like I have, I have friends and like very close friends to me who hated PE growing up. And, um, and, probably avoided PE in school and would have been quite body conscious as a, at a younger age and now that that was our very same friend is running marathons and and I see her really growing and and really happy and comfortable in her body and that's such a lovely th- thing to see to somebody who like is so close to me and and I never I never fully fathomed that because I was never uncomfortable in my body I I, I always throw poor Ellen under the under the bus whenever we're having those talks whenever she's like here come on we're gonna have another Keenan McGean Keenan McGean I always find that people pronounce my surname wrong whenever it comes out I was like Keenan McGean <laughs> but um and I was like because I find that I was quite self-conscious of like body hair that was something that always was like I was like oh because in athletics you wear like really short shorts yeah and I, I don't often wear the short shorts training, even though I, I tend to go for relatively longer ones. I'm more comfortable. I don't chafe as much. You know, people probably... Yeah, I saw, you had, I, I saw you had some a few weeks ago that was yeah. did not look comfortable. I have a scar now on the inside of my leg oh, from no. the chafing episode. And, you know, like people are probably like, you chafe, but sure, you're so skinny. I was like, my God, yeah, my legs still rub together. Like... And, I'm, and I was unfortunate as well that day that I think it was a really mucky wet day and some grit kicked up and I had like cuts in between my yeah, legs. Yeah, it looked so sore. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. <laughs> and, um, do you know, like there's so many 
factors that like maybe we don't always share them like I'm not often sharing like you know a picture of a cut in my groin it was also like that's pretty close to it was like people might not want to see that but I was like you know what I was like god that's a pain in the backside and it probably happens to everybody if it's happened yeah. to me it happens to all of us and you know don't feel it like oh this is so like I think it's good to talk about it and mm-hmm. And quite often, you know, the younger girls might not want to because they're more self-conscious. It's like little things like, do you know, whenever you were younger and you might have had to go and buy tampons and the chemist and I was mortified, I'd be hiding them between things. Like, and then would be mortified if it was like a boy at the counter scanning it through. (laughs) And and like, you know, no, I was like flinging them everywhere. Like, we're at the track. Like, I could laugh like, yep, yep is Dutch and she's quite liberal in what she does. And like, yep, we'll get stripped off in places. I'm like, yep can't get changed here at least cover up a little bit love like I'm I'm Irish we're relatively conservative and I know yeah, yeah. Like, like whenever I'm talking to friends about how on a run I might go for a pee in a bush and they're like what in the open I'm like can't, <laughs> can't eat it. it's great whenever you're on a long run and you're dying you just jump into a bush yeah um, and it's so strange actually... <laughs> you don't do it <laughs> no I actually I could say I'm I run with a couple of girls at the moment and uh, I was telling them last week about, I was like well Kira has apparently has different peace spots and they were like yeah we must come up with our peace spots as well because we uh we're, we're planning on doing a marathon so you know we're out for long run oh, you've got a meet but, yeah well <laughs> yeah so I was like I was like everybody else has them apparently I was like we better get ours and you know like you know little things that you know you don't think might be a little a little point where somebody's self-conscious off or like and then I kind of find that oh maybe it's easier for me to bring it up because I'm an older athlete I'm like quite quite uh a quite developed athlete in the sense that like I've won medals people are like oh Kira knows what she's talking about I never know what I'm talking about I'm just talking (laughs) about my own experience and and I'm like yeah I'm like does what what like I'm guards what do you do about bikini lines because I genuinely want advice and mm-hmm. and I discuss it with my close friends from home like I have a group a whatsapp group with all the girls I went to school with and we share like we share a lot we talk about mm-hmm. so many things and I'm really lucky to have that but not everybody does and sometimes I think you know if if I can raise a little bit of a a light it's just reducing the stigma around a lot of the topics like I know oh, like, like Ellen's in swimming and like she would have similar experiences like people when it when it comes to hair like we actually did a piece on it recently and like people at 12 13 14 like that's when they start to become self-conscious about it and it's the same thing when it comes to periods and tampons and like that's you know it's it's the age like twice as many girls are dropping out of sport as boys at 14 and it's like are these some of the contributing factors like if people and if coaches aren't you know maybe able to talk about periods with girls and they feel uncomfortable and then like I know something that's come up a couple times was like in say GA soccer uh camogie like girls are wearing white shorts and like there was a simple change like a football team made it a couple within the last six months I think they changed their shorts to black and like the reduction of fear for some of those girls like is actually unfathomable like that some of some of the girls actually would be like so much more comfortable because at least if there was anything like some little leak they'd just be like well at least my shorts aren't white and they probably people aren't going to notice it and like I never really thought like I played team sports here and there but like I never really 
thought about how long you're actually on the pitch like by the time you like and if you're playing away games like are you able to use the facilities there are you not like at half time are you like legging it off between a game like to go to the bathroom like really really quickly and then get back out and like for me I guess like I came from swimming as well so I'd have like similar experiences to Ellen and like when you're 12 13 11 whatever age, age it is like you just have to get on with it or it doesn't really work you probably will leave swimming yeah. if you can't kind of figure the period thing out hard in your sport as well <clears throat> yeah but like when it comes to body hair like we actually I spoke to some some girls that I'm in rowing about it recently and they talked about it like one of the girls said she cut her like shaving one time and a coach said geez what happened to you there like what what like why is your like gushing blood and she's like oh well, well you know I was shaving and she said like now she wouldn't care she's like I don't care if I shave my legs or don't shave my legs now but like she's only like 13 or 14 when that kind of happens yeah. you know and it's that is, that is when the kind of insecurities start to slip in for some people so it is like yeah. sharing sharing the bits and pieces that you do share it reassures other people whether we kind of realize that you just have to talk about some of the things which I, I think like you and have I've been doing which is great yeah, I think, and you know, some things that you just don't think about, like I, I grew up in a household where like there was tampons in the cupboard and like my poor brother <laughs> told me a story before how it wasn't me, but clearly one of his sisters borrowed his kit bag, like the one that he used for PE in school. We went to an all girls school and he went to an all boys school <clears throat> and he was in the changing room and um, lifted something out of his bag and it was either a tampon or a pad fell out of the bag like one that you know like as a girl you're like yeah you've just got them in your kit bag because you just it's a thing to have in your kit bag I've got them everywhere Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and the boys in the changing room were climbing the wall like like (laughs) what's that it was like somebody had released a rabid animal into the changing room like oh my god oh my god it's disgusting why that why is that in your bag as if it's been used like (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and you know what if it had been used and she couldn't find a bathroom and it was in yeah, there, she, like... but you know and Brent was like Brent's face was just deadpan like I have sisters just picked it up <laughs> it but you know like and I think it's important for lads to hear these things too because like I think if we talk like I'm I'm, a, I'm I have a period I have body hair I if I I feel like I'm chubby sometimes I feel like sometimes I'm like happy because I feel like yeah I'm super lean and I'm comfortable in myself sometimes I'm like should I not shave should I shave I'm like oh I'm comfortable talking about it I'm 28 years of age now maybe that's why I would not have been comfortable as a youngster so as you said it's so good to chat about it because maybe a young person will hear it and be like oh that's okay they felt like that too and Mm -hmm. maybe they'll ask somebody about it like or kind of reach out somewhere because it's hard I I feel for for maybe young girls who don't have another woman they feel open to talk to about but you know it's also something that you can go and talk to the men in your life about too yeah like I, I can remember a story that a friend told me her daughter is like at that age kind of like 13 14 and is at football training and um she was watching the match and she's like oh my goodness that be she was just like she's this this lady that I know is like uh she was an international swimmer absolutely fantastic swimmer and um as somebody who's really close to our team and she was like oh there's a young girl there and I just she needs to get a supportive bra like she was she was yeah. a bigger girl on the like she was more developed than say young Kira would have been she did she probably still could get away without a bra but um, <laughs> like this girl yeah this week she was like oh, she, 
it's like a bra and and as a woman she recognized that mm-hmm. and she's like, why can I bring this up because she didn't want to go to the, the young girl that that would be slightly yeah. embarrassing yeah. didn't know like should she go to, and it, dad brings her to football training I think this young girl's parents are separated football was something she did with her dad and he brought her to football training and he didn't realize and he didn't know what to do and I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly how she went I think I don't like this the the lady I'm talking about is quite confident so she might have spoken to the dad or she also did go to the coach and say is there something we can do about having like maybe a little day like in the club where somebody comes and talks to the girl about wearing a like a well-fitted sports bra because it's important it's important for your breast health to make sure that that you're not um that you're giving them the support that they need because you know tissue damage can happen and it's important to have the right sports bra on and so like she she went to the club she's like should we discuss that you know these are things that like mm-hmm. help so many people impact every woman like and even if you do have small breasts you should be wearing the correct sports bra whenever I ru- you're out running and you know little things that like that we girl didn't know to ask or her, her dad didn't know to look out for and you know there's so many things that we can bring up because like I can remember getting my first sports bra, a shock absorber, and <laughs> my mommy like spent a load of money on it because she was like, "Yes," and it's probably because my mommy was quite a busty woman. She was like, "I know I need it. The girls are getting it." My daddy wouldn't have a bloody clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a notion. I think I actually, I actually thinking about when did I get my first sports bra, and I actually, I would have done cross country in uh, first year, like in in secondary school and stuff. And I think, um, yeah, my mom, it might have been shock absorber as well. My mom got it for me. But we, uh, everybody used to wear normal bras under sports bras when we were yeah, in, I like, b- before junior suit. I don't know why we did it. In hindsight, I just don't really know what the whole thing was about. I was like, my mom was like, sorry? She was like, why are you not just wearing the sports bra? I was like, mom, we all do it. I was like, we all wear our regular bras under it. I was like, but, like, it's. I, I look I guarantee you loads of people are still doing it and that's fine and I know people that say might wear two sports bras to get more support depending on kind of you know like you're saying how busty they are or not and and all that kind of thing and it's the the thing I think more with the regular bras is I think in Ireland like people are afraid of nipples and stuff so I think that's yes. part of what it is in having the two bras I think that's actually what it was um, and I know more sports bras now might have the yeah I'm always yeah. laughing like heaven forbid people knew you had nipples I know <laughs> oh my god but that's I what it is like, it's Irish people I think a lot of it is like I think a lot of these topics are still like you're saying comparing uh say your experiences and say your maybe outlook to you it is different like I, like Irish people are still relatively conservative whether like we might want to think we're empowered and we're so open to everything but underneath it all we're still quite conservative yeah. we're still quite reserved yeah, I know I'm yeah. reserved for sure but like that's the that's the thing and like I I even know confident women like me like sometimes I'm like I'll have a, a sports bra on that's just got a little bit more padding so that whenever I'm in the gym it's not just complete nipples on show but then, <laughs> Like what okay. do you want me to do? I have I have nipples, I have hair, I have a period. Like, you know, and then I'm looking at my male teammates who's just there scratching their balls in the middle of the gym and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, we need we need to just let go of all of yeah. these The thing is like nobody else or most of the time, nobody else is looking at you. It's yeah. like completely what you think. So like if you haven't shaved your legs 
no one else is going to really notice. So it's all about just like people kind of becoming more comfortable in some of these different um, areas that I think we've kind of covered, which is good. Like, it's good to hear people talk about it. But I think one other question that I have, and I will let you go because we've spoken for so long, is you battled injury for quite some time with your under 23 career. So how did you stick at it? And obviously, like, you've had such, such success since then. And like, looking back, like, what were the ups and downs like for you? And how did you stay motivated at that time? Yeah, like, I suppose whenever I was going through that injury, so I, after my junior career, I basically had like a really bad ankle um, pain and it wouldn't go away. And I was doing a lot of conservative treatment and I was really trying and trying and I was making no inroads. And it got to the point where the, my only option was to have surgery. So I underwent the surgery and was kind of told like, you'll be back in six months. And I wasn't back in six months. And it was, and I kind of recovered and then had other hiccups along the way, which is a lesson in itself that your road to recovery is not smooth. And that you'll often like get an improvement and then something bad will happen. That's unrelated even to the injury. Like I sprained my other ankle and I just had like a rough and I missed basically my whole under 23 career. I didn't get a medal, uh, not a medal. I didn't get a vest for Ireland, um, which was a big deal for me. And to be honest, I barely ran a step. Um, and people were like, God, fair play to you. You didn't give up. And maybe I've spoken about it before. I'm like, I never even thought about giving up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's just something like sometimes like people are like somebody else would have given up. It didn't occur to me to do that. And, and quite often whenever, you know, people are like, what barriers should you face? I didn't interpret a lot of those things as barriers because I'm a little bit um, oblivious, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, headstrong, I'd say. Okay, we'll take headstrong. <laughs> um, and, and do you know what? It probably was that because I saw myself as the runner and running was what I was going to do. And I committed to that. I, I knew I was good at it and I was getting back. And I had a fantastic team around me who who I always had goals. So one thing I would say is get, get yourself goals. Of course you have an angle. My angle was to get back to race for Ireland and to win medals. But that is a really, really tough goal to, to achieve because like I didn't know how far away that was going to be. So in the interim, I had lots of little goals in between. So at the start, whenever I wasn't even allowed to run, I went to the gym. And I knew I could lift weights because I was allowed to just weight bear on my foot and lift things up, but I couldn't run. I couldn't take the impact through my Achilles. So I like set myself little goals in the gym and I had a fantastic coach in the UCD Ad Astro gym, George Petrakos. And I think he fully appreciated just how important that was mentally for me to have a physical output that I felt that I was in control of and that I was also getting those little gains in because I've always been a competitive person, not only with the rest of the world, but with myself. And I always wanted to see improvement. So I started like giving myself other goals. One of my goals was to do pull-ups in the gym. Like that's not really going to hugely benefit my my aesthetic, <laughs> but it was something I could do. So I, yeah, and I, I ended up, I can't do them now. I was doing pull-ups in the UCD gym with like weights around my waist because it was the only thing I could really train. I was... I was planking with like 10 kg weights on my back. Like I was probably much stronger um, like in my core and stuff than I even am now because it was the only thing I could do. And I went to the gym quite a lot, probably more than I usually would have done in uh, whenever I would be running fully because I needed that. So probably subconsciously, I gave myself that. I gave myself a goal and another outlet to take the focus away of w- from what I couldn't do 
I found something I could do and I channeled my energy into that and something that was positive for me. Um, I, I, I wasn't working with a sports psychologist at that time, but I feel like my physiotherapist at the time, Emma Galvin, was in many ways a psychologist because I'd be on the physio bed. And quite often when you're on the physio bed, you open up. I think it's like that thing of physical touch that somebody's helping you, you tend to open up a little bit. So I would talk to Emma and and she was really good. She gave me really clear goals in my progress of my rehab, but also realistically, like she was like, oh, there's been a little, little like decrease in that, but that's okay because that happens. And, and as well, I had her like positively to help me mentally as well. And at that time I had just basically changed to be coached by Jerry, Jerry Kiernan. And, you know, I wouldn't probably have got through it without Jerry as well. He, he basically brought me from, not being able to walk to to winning a European medal and and running low four minutes and getting to the Olympic Games. And he met me each day and I did a five minute run with Jerry and progressed it up slowly. But he also made sure that I was still involved in athletics because at that time I was probably going through a little bit of a crisis in my head. I was Kira the runner. I was in UCD on a sports scholarship for athletics and I couldn't run. And I wondered, was I a fraud? Like I'm on scholarship, I'm not running. Um, I was like, I'm going to stop getting my funding because I haven't met my performance criteria. Will my supports go then? And and that's all a very easy thing. But in myself, I really wondered who I was. I was, just, I was like, if I can't get back running, what am I? I was like, all I am is the runner. And I realized that I had to find my own self-identity a lot. And that was probably the hardest thing that I was like, there's more to me than athletics. I'm also in UCD studying physiotherapy and that's a separate entity. And that's one thing I control and I'm good at and I want to do that. And that's for Kira McGee, not Kira the runner. And um, and Jerry really helped me with that kind of, he would, he would it's still invite, he would be like, come on down to train. And I lived on campus and uh, Jerry's team trained on campus and he'd be like, come on down. And I'd stand beside him at while the boys trained and the, the rest of the ladies on the team under his like tutorage and I just stand and chat to him so that I was still he kind of made sure that I still felt involved so despite the fact that Kira the runner wasn't able to run she was still involved in athletics Mm -hmm. and she was still among the community that she considered her community and I think that was huge because if I had been left on my own um I would have really struggled but I still had that community around me so for anybody who's going through an injury or a period of their life that they're finding tough like don't separate yourself away from your community. Even if you're not fulfilling that role that you usually did, maybe an illness or an injury stopping you doing it, like you'll you'll find those people are loving you for you, not just because you're good at it, doing a task. And you know, your community might be your family or it might be like don't don't withdraw yourself. Like it's quite easy to do that when things aren't going well. So I'd say stay involved, find something that you can do. For me, that was going to the gym. And my studies in UCD, I had an opportunity to focus in on that. And as well, like Jerry always told me, he's like, this will be a blessing in disguise. And in hindsight, he was like, this is going to give you much more longevity in your athletic career. Because if you think of yourself as a motor, you have a lot less mileage in the tank. And, you know, you're going to have maybe more years at the end of your career. So I always tried to think positively off it as well, even though it was hard at times watching championships go ahead and I wasn't there. Um but yeah, there's so many ways that you can do that. And I would say find that support network you you have you that's around you and stay there and have that and hone in on it and also give yourself little goals along the way, things that you can do because it's tough whenever you're not meeting the goals that you thought you would have. 
No, I think it's um will be really helpful for anybody that is experiencing injury or any kind of battle at that um mightn't be mightn't make them feel like they're achieving what they wanted to achieve. Like um it is difficult for people going through that and it's interesting that you said you never considered stepping away from the sport. Uh, you definitely, you definitely are headstrong. <laughs> but some people would have, you know, some people do step back and um, look, it's obviously amazing to see how far you've come and, and where you are today. So we look forward to seeing you in action again soon and um, definitely look after yourself. Thanks so, so, so much for taking all the time. You've been amazing. <laughs> I know oh, we have talked to you for so on. long. <laughs> I'd like to talk again for the award. <laughs> Yes, congratulations. I know it feels like so long ago that we even talked about the awards, but again, hugely, hugely well-deserved. So thanks a million for chatting to us. Thanks um, a Don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Twitter, at hersport.ie and at joanneoor underscore ox, and on Instagram, at hersport.ie and at joanneoor. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you have any questions or other topics you think we should be talking about, be sure to let us know using the hashtag IJS.